everyone, I'm Hillary. And I'm Clinton. And welcome to Black Atlantic. In the flesh. Another in the flesh. We are an East Coast <laughs> podcast with the goal of bringing Black East Coast voices to the world. You can expect to hear from us every week with open discussion, guests, exploring topics and perspectives from all over Atlantic Canada. So be sure to check out our website at blacklantic.ca. Or search for Black Atlantic on all social media channels. Except this week, we are not in the Atlantic, are we? We're in Toronto! Yep. So we're doing a live podcast, not live, a podcast from Toronto. We just, I just touched down last night with my fam. I'll be here for the week. Yeah. Uh, and we thought that this week, since I'm in Toronto and I'm from Toronto living in New Brunswick and Hillary's from New Brunswick living in Toronto, that we should maybe talk about, you know, should you live in New Brunswick? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but yes. Thank um, you. That's been another episode. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was it. Thanks for watching. Um, I mean, I guess I'll start by saying that whenever people ask where I'm from and I start talking about New Brunswick, I always... They're like, where? <laughs> they're not often where. They, like, several times recently gets confused immediately with Nova Scotia. Um, and I have to be like, no, New Brunswick, not Nova Scotia, and that they're different. Um, people obviously have a lot of questions about diversity, inclusion, what's it like there. Um, I feel like I often start out by poo-pooing on New Brunswick because of my experience growing up with a lack of diversity, um, the lack of inclusion, the lack of opportunity when I was there. And a lot of that seems, and I mean, you'll say whether or not, seems to have changed. But by, by the time I get uh, like all of my frustrations out, I only have positive things to say about the people, the land, the nature, the picturesque of it all, um, the beaches, the food. It has a lot of wins. It has some detriments, like most places. So that's sort of my mini spiel that I always end up giving. I'm always like, wish there was more black people, wish the government was better. But do you want to walk on the ocean floor then go to Hopewell Rocks? Yeah, exactly. So New Brunswick is a beautiful province with amazing scenery, lots of um, good things to do outdoors, hiking mm -hmm. trails, 20, well, depending on where you live in New Brunswick, usually pretty close to the ocean if you're in Moncton especially. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of healthcare issues, education issues, yeah. a lot of government corruption. Um, many would say the province is owned by a corporation called Irving. <laughs> and so there's pros and cons for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, me growing up in Toronto, I obviously was exposed to a lot more diversity, a lot more culture. Um, however, it's a much more expensive city to live in. Um, they have a good education system, a pretty good healthcare system. And, you know, lots to do, lots to do, lots of opportunities. But is it a better place to live is the question. Um, again, I was able to be exposed to a number of different things. I was able to, like, if you, depending on what kind of industry you want to get into, what kind of career you want to have, uh, what kind of education you want, there is so much here in Toronto to experience. And I'll be doing a lot of that this week with my family, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, at the same time, you know, New Brunswick appears to be a really great place to have a family, mm -hmm. to raise a family. Um, if you want your kids to be exposed to the outdoors and, you know, 
I don't think Toronto's dangerous, but a lot of people would argue like a safer upbringing or a safer environment. At the same time, if you're a person of color, it could actually be a much more dangerous environment for you. I'll add briefly that COVID did make a lot of that worse just because healthcare infrastructure, much, the homeless had no place to isolate or be safe, which then made things much more dangerous. So like lately there's been like an uprise of like carjackings, people being stabbed on the TTC, people being pushed in front of the TTC train, which happened not that long ago. So it does feel like stuff's getting wild at the same time, the weather's nicer and everyone's been inside. And so there's all of these mitigating factors. I think when I moved to Ontario five years ago, I was like, Big population, of course, you're going to have more reports about more violence. There's 8 million people here compared to 1 million in the whole of New Brunswick. It does feel like it's gotten a little bit worse now. But everything's gotten worse everywhere. That's fair. I mean, I moved away from Toronto 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. In the 70s and 80s, the crime in Toronto was rampant and completely out of control. Uh, I think things toned down a bit in the 90s and 2000s, uh, and maybe it is back. Yeah, you're here. The, one of the bigger problems in Toronto was bike theft, like the bike theft capital of the world. Yes. <laughs> and of course, you have your really bad neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I know the crime had reduced significantly um, in the 90s and the 2000s, and maybe it has increased. I heard about the person getting pushed on the train, but I mean, that's that happens. That does happen. That's happened like enough times when I was growing up. Uh, Stabbings? There's a lot of stabbings. Like I've never felt unsafe on the train. And I know I'm a male, but I've never felt in danger. Uh, Now they have the trains that the whole train is one train. So there's a lot more opportunity for people to mingle and interact maybe. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Like if you are a young person um, with ambition who like still figuring out what you want to do with your life uh, and all of that, Toronto is definitely the place to be. Um, um, I happened, I did look up statistics because you said something <laughs> and I remembered a report that just came out that it's now been proven that Moncton is actually less affordable for young people to live in than Toronto. I heard that So for the, being yeah. the most expensive place to live, Toronto is somehow better for young people. So the monthly deficit for Moncton is uh, 1,139.3 and in Fredericton it's nine hundred and fifty nine and thirteen cents and in lethbridge alberta it's only thirty four ninety two your deficit for like living there um data was gathered on people aged 15 to 29 in these 27 cities using what the bank calls a real affordability index which subtracts the cost of living from income to see if there's a surplus or a deficit and so those were the those were their deficits um so toronto is just just above Moncton. Fredericton, more affordable than Moncton and more affordable than Toronto. That's wild. Because, yeah, the cost of living has skyrocketed in Moncton. Yeah. Um, people can't find homes. They can't nope. find places to live. There's nope. no availability. And still um, one of the smallest um, minimum wages. I think you're, we're, New Brunswick's still at the lowest, even with yep. another raise coming in this this October. Yeah, I think is, that'll finally put it over maybe like Nova Scotia. What is it now? It's twelve seventy five. Yeah. It's going to thirteen seventy five in September. Yeah, and here I think it's fifteen. Um, however, I mean things are going to change in the coming year because uh, the Bank of Canada has announced an increase to interest rates. 
meaning a lot of people are going to be paying a lot more on their mortgages, meaning mm. people that bought houses in the past few years may no longer be able to afford their mortgages. And so you might see a bunch of houses coming on the market, which could drive down the cost of buying homes, right. as well as the cost of rent. Uh, that being said, there are also apartment buildings going up all over Moncton. Everywhere you go, there's mm. new complexes. I don't know if that's more for seniors or for young people. Uh, it could be seniors moving into the apartments, which will open up even more homes. Um, but yeah, it's hard to say. Another big problem in New Brunswick is the double tax issue. If you own more than one home, you have to pay double the property tax on that. And that oh. is the only province in Canada that still does that. I didn't know that. Yep, Higgs had a promise to eliminate that tax uh, before COVID, and then COVID hit, and he said, nope. So yeah, so for people trying to rent out their homes to others, they actually are paying twice the amount of property tax, which is also right. shot up. Uh, I don't know. Like I feel like there is probably a recession coming soon. Well, we're already in a recession. Mm-hmm. I just feel like things are going to get worse in New Brunswick and in Toronto. Maybe. I mean, but, go ahead. No, you go. I was just going to say, well, you talked a lot about all of the healthcare stuff, and we like we just re-elected Doug Ford. Um, so it's not like the political like stance here is good at all um he's like been notorious at cutting health care costs like now you have to pay for very important blood work for like cancer and different things oh, really? you, find you have to pay for it regardless of insurances or um oh hip medicare whatever you now have to pay for a lot of these tests um which is something that he like just very silently implemented okay. and no one even noticed um so the healthcare situation is still really bad there's still no like i would say it seems maybe it's just because my facebook is very much still moncton but like i see every time that the er is like horizon health is like if please only come to the ER if it's an emergency. And I'm just like, how, how is that a message you're putting out on social media? But I don't think that there's really any beds at the hospitals here either. Um, and our COVID situation still isn't great. And so that's still taking up the last time I looked before you guys were coming, there was like another 1,100 people in the ICU. So those are still 1,100 beds in Toronto, uh, for hospitals. So that, that's not a great situation either. He's not been funding, um, education or the school systems like they're still it i mean it's no offense to anyone but in my opinion it's still a conservative government and i don't find that they help fund the right things um so yeah well, that is one thing ontario and new brunswick have in common they're mm-hmm. being run by conservative governments that you know are going to want to cut back on things yeah but let's talk about jobs so sure. A lot of the people you know or have met in Toronto are already employed, people who don't have jobs. Is it, or again, maybe I'll look up some stats here. Um, is it easy for young people to find jobs in Toronto, in the city? I would argue yes. Um, there could be a statistic that says otherwise. It just seems to me that like the there's always business and opportunity and things. Like if you're a young person, there's a, a million server jobs that can be had from Starbucks to fine dining to like a waitress at Castle Loma working at the castle like there's a million jobs in that industry it feels like um at the same time I mean I do know I it feels to me that a lot of people are getting these very fancy degrees in Toronto and probably across our whole country and it's a fancy piece of paper that doesn't mean anything Mm. and so you can get a job but is it going to be what you dreamed of or worth the 
expensive education that you've got. I know people with master's degrees in English and in publishing and it's still a very cutthroat industry and you might not get it. You might have paid $60,000 to still just be a barista at Starbucks but you're employed and you're off the street. But with the cost of living in minimum wage, you're probably just skating by. Because if a one bedroom apartment is fifteen to $1,600, how much do you have to make at minimum wage to be able to afford that and then still like live a life? That's where it's very complicated and where, uh, shout out to my father, I'm very blessed that he let me stay there so I could have no debt so I can afford to live here. Because without him, would not be able to afford this apartment. Um, which I might as well say, you're seeing a different angle. So now you've seen the majority of the apartment, $1,200, which is exactly a third of my like base salary, which is what it's supposed to be. But there's no debt. There's no credit cards. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, but I mean, there are still, like I said, the homelessness thing is still very real and there's still, you know, a lot of, uh, I think people who are still struggling, who cannot get out of this system, our system still isn't great here either. There's still a lot of barriers. Yes, we have community health centers, which there aren't in New Brunswick, um, and that's my job. But the people that they serve still, you know, they go there for a meal and for fresh clothes, and they're still not necessarily getting jobs or employed. So there is still like those stigmas and mental health issues that contribute to, I'm sure, a big um, unemployment rate. But yeah. I feel like there's still more opportunity. Yeah, I'd say there's, it's weird because in a place like this, there's going to be more opportunity, yeah. but also more competition. Yeah. Um, in terms of housing, um, in Moncton, it's pretty hard to find a place right now. I mean, people are yeah. being put on waiting lists. They are um, just scouring for anything. If you yeah. have kids or you have pets, like forget about it. Um it's yeah. a big problem. Um, and also with jobs, I guess a lot of people can work from home nowadays if you're experienced. And I will say the university issue, going to school yeah. for university for four years and then never working in your field. That's not new either. Like, so that's no. always been for decades. It's always yeah. been like that, which is part of why I guess I didn't feel I wanted to go to university. And again, I'm still on the fence about whether I regret that or not. Um, life has turned out There's too a blog. horrible. There's a blog about that. Right. Visit blackmanic.ca yes. and find that blog. Um, but, and also without getting into it yet, generation, like shout out to your pops, because that is for people who don't understand systemic racism uh, and racism in general, uh, or why in some provinces like Nova Scotia, there are programs specifically for black people. It's because Mm -hmm. they don't understand the concept of generational wealth. The idea that, um, if your parents or your grandparents or your great grandparents or your great, great grandparents had different opportunities than people of color if they didn't completely mess that up um, they are going to be able to pass things down to their children when Mm -hmm. they are alive or when they pass yeah Uh, whether it be helping you out with a place to live while Mm -hmm. they're alive or some kind of inheritance of a home or savings that really helps with generational wealth and you know back when you know Racism is still a problem, but back when racism was the kind of problem where a person of color could not get a job, mm-hmm. could not have opportunity, could not have money, could not buy a home, um, black people nowadays, they weren't passed down uh, that generational wealth in a lot of cases. And then people will say, oh, well, you know, I'm white and I'm broke and I had to struggle. I mean, there could be a lot of reasons for that, yeah. uh, but it's not because your forefathers didn't have opportunity. Uh, I'm sorry to say that. Yeah, no, 100%. And the only other thing I was going to add to is even 
I mean, this is a, a like specific podcast, but even even poverty is systemic. Like the whole reason I got my scholarship was saying that like I had been like in two or three generations of people who had been like on welfare, no opportunity, but still regarded education. And yep. I wanted to be the person in my family to break that system because it, at the time, I can't speak to now, but like the welfare program gives you just enough money to eat, house yourself, and that's it. You can never, you never get to go above to a place where you can afford nice things that let you like, like a printer to print a resume to get a job is even a big ask on like $750 a month for two people. Um, and that's what it was like back in the early 2000s. So no, yeah, yeah, the the systems in place don't feel like they're there to help you. So it's definitely difficult. In, in, and I assume in both cities. Poverty like, is systemic among all cultures. Yeah. No matter, no matter where. Yeah, you're designed to... And it's just, there's something weird about human nature that, you know, we seem to want to give more to and help out the rich more than the poor. Uh, there's something in human nature, you see it. Like when you see someone poor, you, you're mad at them or you're disgusted at them. Not you or not me, but like people. there's this societal like disgust with people who aren't doing well. And uh, if they're not getting a handout, how can they ever get ahead? Yes. Um, now, we talked about jobs, but what about opportunity like what about let's say you're an entrepreneur let's say you want to build and create something new from scratch that didn't exist Mm -hmm. before I think Toronto is definitely a city that you can do that in but at the same time there have already been so many things built and established and infrastructure created because uh, Toronto's just been a bustling city forever and I truly feel that if you are um, an entrepreneur with an idea or you just want to reinvent something here that doesn't exist in New Brunswick. I think going out to the Maritimes as a young person, um, single or with a family, is a great place to build new things. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that cities like Moncton and Fredericton and St. John, even Halifax need, that there was not a need for before because of a smaller population or less diversity, less culture, and stuff like that. So... I think in a place like Moncton, if you if you want to build something new, mm-hmm. then that would be a good place to live. Uh, I think, I mean, in general, people say cities are better for the young, and but if you want to raise a family, you move out to the country. Even yeah. a lot of my friends who I grew up with in Toronto, they're not here anymore. They're all out in the suburbs around the city. Like yeah. they all move out to Markham or Vaughan or Oakville or Sauger mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that buy a house and have a family and it's even cheaper if you go like an hour or two north yeah so it's the same concept i mean rural ontario is very similar to rural new brunswick yes and like we just said it's they're both (laughs) currently conservative run yeah and uh yeah it's just times have changed i mean i'm already here with my family and it's been a day (laughs) i i I know we just flew in but like i'm already tired yeah (laughs) I went outside this morning and there's just cars and traffic and and so much in people. I'm sure I'll adapt like within a day or so, but it's definitely not my calm, peaceful, quiet country life that I'm starting to get accustomed to. Which is going to be weird for me when I go, just because like I still was like, I was on like Bonacord in St. George when I left. Like I was on like the stripper street. Downtown, Moncton. Busy Moncton. That was busy. So we'll see how I do. But in terms of opportunity, I think that... What you'll see is a lot of people start something and it shutters quite quickly, either because of the cost or or things change or 
something about the the area or the population changes but people have often said that Moncton is like five years behind Toronto you can have a concept here and oh my gosh I would, I would have said 30 <laughs> a while ago but maybe catching up a bit go on yeah. catching up a bit but like I mean like even things like the inspire art mural festival that's something that's been going on now for probably five years and that's something that I think would have been done here like a long time ago I think it's very cool I think it makes Moncton really hip I think like even some of the different festivals that happened. Like I remember when Magma started the multicultural festival, that was like something unique and different. Um, the way that they do Acadie rock now, like a lot of those things that have made Moncton cooler have, ex those concepts have existed here for a long time. Yeah. But to your point, I feel that people, well, I'll say, I'll say this with like an actual concrete specific idea. The owner of the restaurant, Clo. Yep. which had like nine course tasting menu was very bougie and fancy. He was from Toronto. He brought it out there. It didn't work. But uh, yeah, but it, like, and I was devastated, but it's because I live here and I'm like, I seek out that stuff. And I think maybe Moncton was not the right demographic for it, but you would think taking ideas like that, different restaurant foodie experiences and building it out there might work. But it, it really probably depends on the idea, but I definitely see that there's a lot of things here that could go there. And would be wildly successful because there's nothing like it. And here there's already 30, 50, 100. So, yeah. I think while where it wouldn't have worked pre-COVID, it might work now. Yeah. Because you've had such a huge influx of people to the yes. province. Um, I know, like, Clo, Con, like, people in New Brunswick are not typically open to new ideas. And that might have been changing, but I'll give you an example. Sure. When I worked uh, as a manager at Casino Buffet, mm -hmm. um, at the buffet, they were using a lot of cheap, crappy, uh, frozen, preservative-stuffed, lower-quality foods in the buffet. And a chef came in from another province, and he convinced the casino to let them revamp everything. Okay. So they started using fresh ingredients, fresh foods, higher-quality things. And you know what happened, I'm guessing, by the stress. People didn't like, didn't like it. it. They complained. They didn't like the higher quality food. They were used to the garbage. Um, I know there have been a few like mature crowd clubs that had tried to open in Moncton over the years, and they all shut down. Um, mm -hmm. One because I think in New Brunswick in general, like by twenty four, you're married with three kids. Yeah. And people aren't growing up. But I mean, that has changed. There's a lot more young professionals without kids a bigger yeah. disposable income who are looking for things to do uh, a lot of the friends who i've met from ontario or the west coast over the past couple of years they're dying they're, they're so hungry they're craving for a better nightlife yeah things like inspire festival which just happens once a year and there's a couple of good festivals we're just specifically talking about moncton but yeah. uh, this can apply to a lot of the maritimes um mm -hmm. there's like 10 of those festivals happening every day in toronto so my god if yeah you are someone who <laughs> thrives on art and culture mm -hmm. and dance and music um toronto's obviously a good city to yeah. live but the caveat is because it's so busy and stressful i mean you are you're, you're really impressive in the in how active you are and how many events you go to and how many things you do because yeah. i find a lot of people living in toronto even myself when you live here you don't have time to do any of the things yeah I am probably going to do more sightseeing this week than, than I, you did when you lived here. Than I did in like a decade of living here. Right. Um, I, you know, when I was younger, I, you know, I used to have have to work three jobs and yeah, just to make ends meet. 
and it's just so busy and it takes forever to do everything uh i just again is, is max like gonna pounce on me hey bud no um <laughs> i find that a lot of trontonians grow up in this city and they don't do the things they they work they go to school they sleep yeah. they may see friends they may go to a bar but uh but it's it's also different when you when you grew up here and you're used to seeing all that versus being someone from Moncton who it. is the the starving, hungry, wanting more. Like Cult, yeah. I remember the first time I came here and freaking out and see at, at everything. It was the layover between like flying to Italy, so we did Moncton to Toronto to Frankfurt, and when the six hour layover, we did through a one and a half hour sight tour of like. Uh, like a driving tour of the U of T campus and like that architecture and like some of downtown and all these different buildings. And then we stopped at the Eaton Center and had an hour and a half to shop. Yeah. And I just remember like <clears throat> that was mind blowing to me. I had Champlain Place. It was one. <laughs> it was one level. It was just one flat level. I remember they had this like big towering like movie poster for Breaking Dawn, and I was so obsessed with Twilight. And I was just like, they have movie posters in the mall of like my favorite people. Like I was like obsessed, and I was like, you have to move back. And then I brought my mom here to see One Direction, and I was like, you have to move here. And there's a yep. lot to do. Um, and I think that's part of the misconception about living here being so expensive because, like, if you're frugal, if you really want to try, you can find the free stuff. Most museums have a free night. Uh, all of the street festivals in the summer are free to walk through. Sure, you have to buy your food, and if you see a knickknack, that stuff can add up. But all of those things <clears throat> end up being free. I have a question, and I don't know the answer to it. Okay. But... Again, I don't know, like, you've lived in Toronto for now for a year and a half, two years? I've done, no, of the five I've lived in Ontario, I only did a year and a half in Ottawa. So probably three and a half. Okay. Because I did two years of university and I've been back this time since August. And back like five, you lived here how many years ago? 2017 I moved. Were you doing as much back then? And were you working? My question <laughs> is, I wonder if with COVID and stuff like that, I, a lot of people have been working from home and are working from home. Which means <laughs> did you? T- a lot of people have been working from home and are working from home is what you just said. That makes sense. <laughs> they have been and they still are. Because, okay. because my question is, getting around Toronto is quite time consuming. Oh, yeah. If you were driving, even from North York or somewhere else, like if you work downtown, getting to work could the be two or three hours of your day. 100%. Uh, if you're taking the TTC, it might take you... An- two hours to get to work and come home so yeah. i'm just curious do you think you would have the energy to do all the things you're doing be out as much go to events if you had to commute three hours a day or two hours a day just to get to your job and get home definitely not when i used to live here i also i only had to commute for one job for a summer once yeah um it let me explore that specific neighborhood and i thought that that was really cute and i would take my time coming home from work there's like for me personally several factors that have made it so that I can go out so much. There is the working from home. That means that like I have no social and I have no commute. So like if I'm here from ten till three, I have to be going out at night because I that feels like I did Stir nothing crazy. with my day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sobriety also changes like everything. When I last lived here, I was drinking almost every single day doing blow probably three to four times a week I didn't have energy to be networking I didn't have a job I was passionate about I didn't have this business that I want to share with people to go networking I didn't have all these passions I was a student who hated being an older student redoing uh 
an undergrad. I had my mom's trauma going on and I was still working at Chopper's. Like there were still events. Like I did start the fashion stuff back then. Um, and I did some of them. It also does feel like because of COVID there's now three events a day to jam pack the two years of being missed. So not only am I reinvigorated and going out because I'm a different person and I really want to experience the city the right way. Everybody wants to do something like three things a day because all of these businesses have been waiting to put themselves back out there. So yeah. it's both things. But there, of course, like if I was commuting and working with real people, maybe I would be inside a lot more. I would probably just keep my social to Saturday and Sunday, like most people and figure out what's going on on the weekend. As opposed to now, it's like, I'm going to a going to a black crypto event on the Tuesday. I come back from Moncton. Like that's a Tuesday night. Who's, who's going out on Tuesday nights? I am. <laughs> black crypto event? Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and I mean, obviously people in Toronto are doing things every night. So, I mean, I don't know if it was just me or the people around me. And I, I did stuff too. I mean, yeah. there are events. I wonder if these events are packed with people who are from here or not and stuff like that. But all in all, I mean, living in Toronto or New Brunswick is you know quite the difference different experience absolutely 100%. with uh some people would disagree with me i was going to say pros and cons to both but the reality is new brunswick is visually such a beautiful place yeah. to be if you like outdoors if you like nature if you are generally healthy because the healthcare system is garbage but you said that ontario is starting to true. decline as well of course um i think there are more jobs now than there used to be mm-hmm. um cost of living is bad in both places Moncton used to be a dirt cheap place to live. it must yeah. used to be one of the best places to buy a yeah. home or live yeah. years ago and that's changed and we're gonna see what happens yeah. in the next year it was but, still uh, it's still ranked as like one of the better places to buy a home in the country because it's still cheap but it's not cheap for people from Moncton like if you're at that like yeah, if, you're, if you want to yeah. bring your Ontario money to live that that's what happened over the pandemic yeah all of these coasts got eaten up by Ontario people who had the bank and wanted that housing market which so. sucks yes. for New Brunswickers. Of it course. truly does because again they're earning a different living wage as well yeah. before the rates all skyrocketed. Especially because like if you can work remote and you can make Ontario money while living in New Brunswick and continue to make that and not have to do like a ratio cut back to like New Brunswick salaries. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, someone once told me recently that uh you know and I I don't know if I agree with it, that maybe this was New Brunswickers fault. Like they didn't see the opportunity that was there. Like the land was so cheap and the housing was so cheap and the government was selling land for like a dollar at certain periods or certain areas. And like no one scooped that up. Um, but the more I think about it, I mean, they wouldn't have, there wouldn't have been such a demand to scoop it up back then because there wasn't that demand because yeah. people weren't flocking to New Brunswick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd like to hear everyone's thoughts. Yeah. Listeners, what do you think? Better to live in a big city or a rural community or a, a, a quote-unquote city in New Brunswick? Um, yeah, I think that'll be it, though, for an episode today. Yeah. Short and sweet. We the put a half hour in. The last I'll say is I agree. There's pros and cons to both. Like I will initial, like I said at the very beginning, I will initially shit on New Brunswick, and then by the end of the conversation, I'm like, oh, I miss home. Yeah, yeah. They both have great perks. I think that it's a beautiful place, is the thing. There's benefits to both in different areas of your life, depending on the person that you are. Like different time periods. Yeah. I think spending your 20s to 30s in Toronto is great, and yep. then doing your like the family thing. The family thing, like that's yep. still in the back of my head of like, am I gonna get a house? You were talking about. That, am I gonna yeah. get a house in Moncton eventually, or? Or Oakville. We'll Not see. a bad strategy. Because again, yeah, a lot of my friends who I grew up in Toronto with, 
they haven't left Ontario, but they've certainly left Toronto. They're just not here anymore. Um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> by I, I guess I will be able to say by our next episode after a, a week here, mm-hmm. um, I didn't expect for COVID to happen. I haven't been in Toronto in four years. Um, I'll report back after a week to, to tell everyone how much I miss Toronto, if I wish I lived here still. Um, what it's been like and all of that good stuff so and we'll see how i survive in the farm (laughs) if i make it out alive you're gonna love it you're going to a gigantic farmhouse to yourself you're gonna bring like a stand you take pictures in the field i'm sure that i'm gonna do the picturesque flowing in the wind river in the background i'm still gonna run away from the peacock like oh yeah alex the peacock uh he's not gonna run towards you or anything he won't let you get too close the turkeys, the turkeys will, they'll, they'll, you can walk right up to them. You can pet them, stuff like that. The to, geese. To be fair, I'm more afraid of driving. The geese spit I've a, been, spit a mean game. I haven't driven in five years. Yep. Yep. You're going to be. I'm going to, I'm driving. practicing tomorrow night at like in the dark, just like going granny level. You'll be fine. I trust. You'll be fine. Yeah. So again, to people who have been watching or following us, we are doing a house swap. Yeah. Um, so that's why we're here. And yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, Hit you that like us. button, yes. and uh, let's go have a day. Yeah, let's let's go show Clinton his home again. It's my home, which I've forgotten, yeah. Check out the GoFundMe. Like, comment, subscribe, all of the social media. Bye! Peace! <laughs>